All right, everybody. We're live. Happy Thursday. And uh, welcome to the MSK show. And we'll get started here. We await with anticipation. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm nervous. Three, two, one. <laughs> Action. There you go, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what? We're going to have to like film that. You have to be like three, two, <clears throat> action. <laughs> you can still hear me okay, right? Yeah, yeah I hear you just fine. Waiting Great. for the intro. I think the intro was lost somewhere. Scratch Lippy's beard real quick. Is it playing? Because I can't hear shit. No, right now we're just kind of in a holding pattern. And bye. We need one of those tone in bars. Brian's so serious over there. <laughs> he needs to relax a little bit. Oh, there Calm we the go. Fuck. We'll uh I feel we'll, we'll get started. Here. here you go. Calm the fuck down. That'll calm down and be all right then. <laughs> I was joking. <clears throat> well, uh welcome everybody. And we have our guest, Beater Bomb. I don't think he needs an introduction. We all know him very well. And uh, never heard of, him. Never heard of the him. guy? Joey, that's now. his name. Joey, that's it, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> as long as they spell it right on the check, that's all that matters. Oh, there we go. <laughs> He's familiar with that. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Jeff, I'm going to hand this over uh Olympi and uh, Trent to have a little fun here, and uh, we look forward to talking with Beater Bomb. And uh, as everybody's getting on on here now, and uh, um, we have a few. <laughs> What's going on, Jacob? How you doing? So, Joey, Chris, yeah. Uh, out of all your years of racing. Who has bested you the most? You're saying you're you act like I've been racing that long. Like, I mean, I mean look at your beard. Look at how gray mine is <laughs> like, compared to yours. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Who I'm, has I'm learning bested people me? every day with the, Chrome? What do you mean? Who's bested me? What does that mean? I mean, I mean, who, who I know you got a you got a pretty good winning percentage, but who, who. Who's pretty close to your winning percentage? Anybody that goes out there and races every weekend probably has a good winning percentage, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but who who do you have? Who do you think that's to your, your caliper? Well, obviously, Ryan Mitchell, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, uh, other you than are, Ryan. friends. You know, other than Ryan, I feel like Ryan and our, I are the most well-rounded 
cars were fast at all surfaces, all different types of racing, such as arm drop, you know, obviously I'm talking about eighth mile drag racing, but all types of different starting, different surfaces. Sure, there's a few cars out there that are really good at one type of racing, you know, be it one surface, whatever, one tire. You know, I feel like Ryan and I are pretty, pretty level. You know, I do think, you know, in 2021, I had a better year for sure. But shoot, I mean, good years come and go. I'm sure Ryan will do great this year and I might suck. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I see. Who do you, you think? Uh, who do you think yeah. is close? Oh boy. Oh, and now he turns his head. There we go. <laughs> uh, so I saw you're on uh, Team Misfits. I saw you guys on uh, working together now. So I, yeah, I had uh, some time off work because I had carpal tunnel surgery, and Justin Heckman. Our uh, good buddy JNN Granite, he was helping Ryan get to that Las Vegas race, and he's like, "Hey, you know, what if you go down there and help them out?" They were they were struggling a little bit with testing prior to the event, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I got some time off work. I can fly out there and you know help them out with power management and stuff." I wasn't invited on the team to race, you know, and I don't think even if I was, I probably wouldn't at that certain time, I probably wouldn't have gone, you know, because I feel like I'm a money chaser. I mean, there's, it's flat out. I mean, there's no, no doubt about it. I chase the money, you know, and the, the 24 hour drive to Vegas was just not worth how much money we could win, you know, as a team, you know, there's a lot of guys to a team and the payout is was 20 grand per round split between 10 guys. That's only two grand. I mean, that's not, that's not enough to cover my fuel expense there and back, let alone two or three weeks off work. If I was working at that time, luckily I wasn't, but so I just decided to fly out there for a few days and, help Ryan. Ryan was pretty much wrangling the team with power management and chassis set up. And so a lot of those cars came from the track, you know, and didn't really have much experience with asphalt racing, let alone, you know, just street racing. But I feel like we turned a pretty slow group of cars around to a really fast group of cars, just Unfortunately, the uh, for some reason, the day that we raced, the lanes were very, very different. Mm. I mean, sure, you go to some races and the lanes might be a little different here and there, a tenth or two. But, I mean, these ones were significantly different. And I'm not very good at coin tosses, but, you know, that day when we were racing, neither were the Misfit racers. And we unfortunately got a few bad bad coin tosses and we're stuck in the bad lane and it showed, but it also showed a lot of potential from a team that not everybody knew were not seasoned or anything like that. And 
you know, so I feel like they did pretty good winning three races out of the 11, you know, Nola had to win eight to win. So other than that, yeah, Vegas was pretty fun. And, you know, I, after having such a successful season, I look into other opportunities such as that, you know, I'm, I'm looking into not so chasing the money anymore. I want to start doing some different things, different races maybe. And I feel like the being on TV racing might be one of those. So maybe we'll see in the future what it, what it brings. Okay. Very interesting. Some new, new things happening. So that'll be exciting to see when that comes out. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, if we can talk about that. Um. <clears throat> Jasper had a question for you earlier. Let me find it again. Jasper's a character. Yeah, you, you can be a little yeah, bit. Definitely Fast enough, I guess. Didn't I win? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Had to beat oh. out Bill Lutz. And he's gone six O's in the quarter mile. Well, that speaks something right there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I went to Fuel, fuel tech, tech last week. I did go there. Justin Heckman, as I was talking about earlier, one of our good buddies who also sponsors a few of the cars around the Midwest, he radial races and his radial car is something very serious. And we decided, you know, it'd be best to take it to fuel tech and have them tune it. And we would power manage from there on out. And, you know, everything went really good and he made 2,900 horsepower. So, it was pretty cool. However, <laughs> I am a Holly fan number one. I Oh okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Nice question. <laughs> you know, they the the fuel tech software I feel like is number two on my list, but they're they the fuel tech just can't do what I'm doing with the Holly. Sure, it can make twenty nine hundred horsepower, but I don't feel like it's the ECU that does that. Yeah, it manages the twenty nine hundred horsepower, you know good rpm signal and stuff like that but i firmly believe holly could too so it's a lot of i'm definitely a holly fan boy so i get it yeah that's good I got the it. holly is just uh a lot more customizable i guess like that's i can cool. as long as you're smart enough to tell it what to do it there can it do is. it yep. but fuel tech is a little more it 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 ha if it has the option to do it it can do it but i don't know i maybe i'm just not smart enough with fuel tech but i just don't feel like i could tell it to do one thing with an output versus a couple inputs like i could holly gotcha i guess like the fuel tech i feel is like more simpler or more easier to use if that makes sense oh for sure yeah yeah so like depends, i said it depends it on the user you know yeah, if you're smart enough to tell Holly what to do, it'll do it. Whereas Fuel Tech already has the options loaded in; you just have to turn it on, I yeah, guess. Buttons and yeah, those are it's just two different types of users, you know. And I think that they both mm -hmm. fit for those categories. I know the detail and what you can do with the Holly is mind blowing. If you're, like I said, you got the brain for it, you know, and yep, you know how to do it. It's amazing what you can do. Just saying, but um, for sure. Well, we actually have a. Uh, Garrett from uh, Fuel Tech is going to be on this Sunday in our tech show. Uh, he's going to be oh. so it'll be, be an interesting conversation we're going to have. Um, so we do kind of like a tech Sunday as we do. We um, learn different aspects from everything from racing, from suspension to tuning to everything. So they were going to kind of join us. But uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually. 
I actually met Garrett in uh, Detroit when I went there and raced a few years ago. And so it was pretty cool hanging out with him again uh, down at Fuel Tech. He moved down there and so seems like they're doing pretty good. So pretty happy for him. That's good. Yeah, so looking forward to it. I guess this uh, could be a long discussion between the two of them. Everybody has their choices, you know. Um, I don't know if price point is a difference much between the Holly and the Fuel Tech at all. Uh, I mean, you know, they always joke that the Fuel Tech, you need a box for this, box for that, box for this. I mean, it is what it is. At, at, yeah. at that point in time, when you have a $100,000 race car, what's $5,000 in ECU, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of... The people that complain about the cost probably shouldn't be doing this sort of thing. It'll just come come to bite you in the ass later on. For sure. Definitely. I got you on that. I have... Uh... So, also, you have a, an event coming up, too. I saw... Yeah. In Iowa. And I saw... Let me put this up on the screen here. Give me a second. I saw... There's a grudge race coming up as well at this event? Yeah. Yeah, uh, May 28th, obviously, as you see on the flyer, at my local drag strip, I-29 Dragway. It's pretty much 45 minutes from my house in Omaha, Nebraska. But, you know, it, it's probably, it's kind of hard to say this, but in the previous years, especially last year, you, you sort of notice some racers, not all racers, start to migrate away from classes they should race in because i was there or i am known <laughs> to race in it whatever and it, i just want to see the event do well so i decided coming into this year that i just wasn't gonna <laughs> race in the that event because of the perfor performance i put on in mm -hmm. the previous year i mean it as you can see in the 1320 video that came out, I mean, it was pretty much an off the trailer tune that it just kept the whole night or the whole day and put several cars on everybody. And so I decided to call up my buddy booster and well boosted GT, but I call him booster, <laughs> just kind of an inside joke thing in one of our group chats. But yeah, so I called up boosted and said, Hey, you know, you want to come grudge race me and do something for the event and kick you a little bit of gas money here and there. And he said, yeah, sure. Just playing around the no prep Kings I said, okay. So push come to shove, waited for the no prep King schedule to come out and decided, you know, this boosted's the one of the well-known small tire racers. And obviously I don't want to race a big tire car. You know, they smoke me obviously i mean they're they're on a different level as they should be but you know another really cool small tire car that everybody would know or like to see would be boosted and so i felt like it'd be a good grudge match and we can race on the side and not race in the event and just do something for the fans and hopefully put some more people in the seats because it's it's been a quite a bit of a downhill percentage over the last few years we we counted it towards covid and this and that and then last year i mean we felt like you know the stands should have been packed again and they really weren't and so i made a post at the end of the year and said hey 
you know, I'm a racer, so I, I see what a racer wants. Well, I never get to see what a spectator wants. So it's kind of hard for a racer to realize that. And I asked them, you know, what they wanted to see. And as Jasper says, uh, we decided to do clocks on and along with these exhibition races with me and boosted, you know, hopefully it'll draw some more fans in the stands and, uh, along with uh, Jasper's question, no, I, for one, I feel like is one of the more serious no-time racers around our area. I will not willingly turn the clocks on ever. <laughs> if you were lucky enough to be at I-29 when the clocks came on last year or at Ozark when the clocks came on, well, good for you, um, but... <laughs> Otherwise, I uh, do not willingly turn on the clocks or ever will. You know, it's just one person's opinion versus the next. And that is what it is. So now me and Boosted aren't going to race in the event, just going to grudge race on the side and have the clocks off for that, unfortunately, for all the fans. But I feel like they'll still want to want to see us race. You know, it's always a well-known race when we line up and stuff like that um boosted and i are pretty pretty even actually for winner loss ratio uh the last time we raced in texas was on the street he had just got his yellow car done and i, I had some a, passes on mine and i ended up beating him mind. i can What's play a that? video if you're i can play a video if you're okay with that yeah yeah You back door. Like tap of the button at the end and let off. <laughs> <laughs> you back Obviously, one thing you don't know that nobody really says is that Boosted already had a hit on that road because he raced round one there and I had raced round one at a different road, but that's okay. You know? Okay. It made it more interesting. Driving it. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously I had to keep the tune up a little light down low and just add it out, add it on out the back, you know. So, y'all both were look like y'all were both pedaling. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, the road was mediocre. I mean, it wasn't wasn't as slow as an asphalt road, but you know, it's still pretty fun. And luckily, I went on to win that event and paid off pretty well, even though the struggles along the way. But that that's uh, street racing for you. It might have been the camera angle, but it looked like there was a hell of a dip in the end of that road. Like the shoots came out. I was waiting for you to just fucking fly right away. I was like, "Uh oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, it was sporty. It was sporty. It's sporty. It's, uh, (laughs) you know, it's just got a few bumps is all. Okay. I guess a video saying how you're running a uh, four JZ in your car. I think that was kind of (laughs) funny. Yeah. (laughs) Experimental. 
I don't yeah. know. I, I don't think, you know, Hemi has an LS, you know, that's not a bad idea, right? <laughs> right, right. It's obviously been done before. Yeah. You never know. I mean, they, they sell welders every day. You could weld some stuff together. Hey, there you go. Olympi, what is uh, it you had said for a while? Everybody, you can buy the same parts as everybody else. Yep. That sort of thing. Everybody sells the same parts. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. It's a good as long as you can get your hands on them, I guess. Good. Yeah, that's a challenge right now. Yeah. You know, so many people waiting on parts, and I've heard tires have been a, a mess. And actually, that's Kara, fun. I see you poking around down there. She's on now. Hi, Kara. She's probably selling some tires right now. Oh, that's got to work that side hustle, guys. Never ends. <laughs> yep. right now, I think right now she could auction off tires. Yeah, no and, kidding. Yeah. It's not at all. Like, 2810.5 is opening bid, 995. Like, no <laughs> right. It's For crazy. Real. Right. Luckily, uh, Justin Heckman, like I've talked about several times on here, he, uh, he kind of has a tire warehouse at his house, and he's mm -hmm. been nabbing them tires up from Baron Racing pretty pretty often so He's we've a got a good supply i feel like going into the season joey i got a i got a real question right here uh-oh real real question uh -oh. all right what a real question <laughs> what's your definition what's your tire size of a small tire oh that is real. 29 fives thank you people thank you uh-huh detroit shit 29s are life i don't care what you say <laughs> good on the street eh? <laughs> so what uh you know what states actually just use 29 fives this is an interesting discussion we've had before where have you been able to run those uh minnesota mm -hmm. iowa nebraska texas kansas anywhere anywhere up and down in the midwest except okay. chicago so sorry about here's that you know well, be open-minded <laughs> st louis is 28 that's when once you get past st louis then Look it's 28s. But Joplin is 29s. Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, I even think Tennessee is 29s, actually. Okay. So I think it's going to hopefully it'll spread a little more and since tires are more available, you know? I hope so. I love 29s. If you, if you beat me on 29s, you're doing something. You're doing something right, that's for sure, because 28s I suck on, so it is what it is. It makes a big difference on the streets with the 29s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can't even say I run those cheater 29s because I don't even run those ones. The The 29s I run are a normal 29-and-a-half-inch tire, not the 30.6 cheater Hoosier, but... I still won't care yeah, if you run on those. I just, I just don't run those anymore. So yeah, who, wait, it's hey, okay. Man, yeah, I must have, I must have missed out on this controversy. So what is? Hoosier got an oversized twenty nine, or what's that all about? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. Indiana. It says twenty nine five on the side, ten five non W, but it's literally thirty and a half inches tall and thirteen one wide. The other well, people are hating. They say they need to wake up and you know accept the 29s are the way to go for the street. <laughs> no you know? way. Hey, they're maxing out 28s. It's time to go get the 29s coming out, okay? Cars are getting yeah. faster. It's the same. <laughs> 20, 29s are the best, that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely. 
Uh, Brian, do you have any questions for him at all? I'm actually, I'm doing a little while you guys are talking. I want to look, I want to see if they actually own up to this game. Uh, <laughs> poking around a little bit on Hoosier's website while we're talking. I'll let us, if you want to do a little promo about your t-shirts you have out. Oh yeah. That, that shirt has been selling really well. I have, I've had to reorder probably, I think four or five times now, but yeah, if anybody wants to help support me, you know, gas is not cheap, especially this year, but yep. you go to headsupnoprep.com and find the swag and, you know, there's, there's three or four sizes that are out of stock right now, but check to see if your size is in stock and mm-hmm. order some up and it helps me go to these races and, you know, obviously a lot of sponsor help also, but t-shirts are awesome. I'm even wearing, oh boy, dropped you guys. I'm even wearing mine. Nice. So. Yeah. Let us know if he has any three X's available. <laughs> Go on the website. I'm telling you websites are right? the best because they keep track of inventory. You can pay with a credit card if you want. You can pay with PayPal. I don't have to even keep track of any of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's very well organized, but I think I have maybe two or three, three X's left. So probably have one on there. I hope. I hear you. I know we're, uh, we're doing ours too. And four X's are hard to come by right now. Really? Yeah. I'm out of four X. That's for sure. I know that. I think I, I used to order like three of them, you know, yeah. I did an entire merch or over, you know, a hundred, you know, XLs or whatever, or like two or three, four X's and not, not because you don't want to order them, but they just they don't they don't sell very often. You know, you gotta no you gotta order smart, not sit right. on right. Yep. Right. So this hey, this this mythical tall 29, is this thing by any chance a stiff? Nope. You know? No, really? it's not. It's a it's a D06 compound. All right. Oh, I'm nice. looking at a couple of the new releases. Because I got a 295 out with an advertised circumference of 94. <clears throat> That's a little bit like an 06 wall. That's much better. Yeah. For sure. I think it's like a one eight one nine five or nine six. Okay. I think the one I run is a one eight one nine two, maybe. Yeah. Do you get custom ones made? Do you get custom ones made for you from the manufacturers? So they go all the <laughs> way and do that for you. I mean, just yeah, they it. do actually. That's that's how I even come close to winning races. Is <laughs> it's actually a thirty three tall tire. 10.5, but they stamp 29.5 on the side for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's They cost solid. double, but when you win five grand off a $1,000 set of tires, you still make money. It's like that, uh, what was it, that happened down in Texas a while back with the Texas spec uh, 10.5 non-W that <laughs> measured out at like 12 and a half inches. On we'll drive trend, uh, nuts all day today. <laughs> <laughs> keep looking oh. yeah, i'm a math guy you know i like to see numbers it makes me understand there yeah there you go there you go oh um, yeah math math was my best subject you have to be pretty good at math to count money holy shit you got a money counter yeah, yeah, what are you talking you, about? you're pretty used to it. i say he's got to have a counter for all that <laughs> he's so got hey. a money counter don't lay him lot to you oh me? i do actually oh. used you, it you, before you, too you got to if you, man if you deal with any kind of cash you have to have a bill counter <laughs> what was that part number again one eight one nine two is that right one eight uh i one think eight, that's one the one two. i run but the other one was a one eight one nine five maybe i don't know 
Somebody yeah, will comment on here. Right? No, no, I'm looking that's at it right now. No, no, I'm looking at it, but that's the one eight one nine five shows the twenty nine five eleven and a half fifteen W. Yeah. But oh no, that ain't ninety six inch <laughs> circumference. That's like, oh, okay. <laughs> a fucking big ass tire. I'm glad Darcy's in here. She's the only girl to ever beat beat her. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan has a money <laughs> counter too. Yep. Didn't you use his at uh, Warner Woods, or did you? Yeah, use him using yours. Yeah, it, I had to use his. Yeah. <laughs> one eight one nine two. Sean says is the tire. Okay, there you go. It's thirty point six by thirteen point two. Yeah, that's the but one. that's that's not the tire that I run anymore. I used to for sure, but I don't run that one anymore. Yeah, back in the day, we used to use tape measure. It was 30 inches tall and 11 half inches of tread wear. I mean, yeah. Tape measure doesn't it's, lie. It's way, it's way larger than normal, yeah. for sure. I got to ask you, you know, with the bar in the back right there, because you mentioned your math and very smart with that. Has it, uh, have you got that figured out? And is that, uh, how do you like it using the oh, bars? Everybody puts it. loves it. You know, yes, I, I, uh, as, as Trent was saying, he loves math. I love math. So math was, uh, well put thought. It was a well thought out deal with that. And, you know, it's, if anybody had a tape measure out, theirs might read a little longer than normal, but you know, it's a few feet behind the car and at first, obviously the shot heard around the world, that video of (laughs) racing Ryan where it just wheelies pretty uncontrollably. Uh, I did not have it figured out then, but I do (laughs) feel like I have it figured out now and it, uh, it works, works really good. You know, English was my worst subject in, in school but math was my best you know you know what that's I like all that matters math, math, math matters yeah uh-huh when math full sure. max hedger mode what i like about math is that math will never lie no nope. that's been my and i'm not a mathematician like i'm a basic math guy but numbers that's how i understand it because numbers don't lie you know as long as you put the right fucking mm-hmm. numbers in um and <laughs> i'm glad you got me that number i'm gonna rattle you guys off these specs and it's tired just pulled it up right so hoosier doesn't even have it on their website that's how new it is i had to get it off summit so they show it as the 29, oh. 5, 10, 5, 15. Overall diameter, 30.6. <laughs> uh, section width, 13.2. Tread width, 11.1. Yeah, that sounds yeah. legit. Like, who the fuck? And uh, and they're on back order until March 8th. So good luck, cheaters. Oh, good. Good. I, d- I don't use those anyway. Yeah. Well, for everybody else who was thinking about getting smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean that, you're talking an inch oversized, and that's that's insane. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think the circumference lot. is like 98 or something. Yeah, I need to give me a circumference, but I can tell you right now. Am I asking what kind of gears you run in the back? Are you okay with saying that? Uh, Yeah, Ford 9-inch. There you go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Marty Marilat rear end. Uh, I switched yeah. to that after shattering like six gear sets in the 8.8 two years ago and the the nine inch has been amazing lots of adjustment and marty powder coats them clear when he sends them out and 
it's almost like a work of art underneath there. It's kind of sad that it has to be under the car, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nice and it works really good. And, you know, I, I really am glad I switched to that cause I haven't broke any gears since then, but I, I saw the yeah. one with the, the tire off the car lane on the side of it or something. Was it? I saw someplace. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. That was a few years ago, quite a few years ago, where I broke the axle and the tire came out. And that was back in the day when we weren't smart. Circumference is 96, Sean says. Yeah, just seen that. They show in their in their, their little um, PDF of specs, they show a couple different 29.5s with a 96-inch circumference. and uh, But the rest of them are like 93. Oh, you know, three inches doesn't matter, right? I don't, yeah. I don't size tires, but it's, you know, that seems a little sus to me. Yeah. I, I, I run the 93 one for sure. But I, uh, there's some differences in a few of the tires and I've seen some gains in different, different specs, I guess. Yeah. I didn't need that. <laughs> you don't want to get real specific on that. That large of a tire, I guess, to go faster, yeah. you know. <laughs> Why put everybody out at 26 and tell them to get looked. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, Chris Hall. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, she's a happy woman. That's all that matters. Right. Oh, boy. So how long is the, how long oh, is boy. the, the, the butt heart bar? <laughs> I'm not sure. My tape measure doesn't go that long. Oh, <laughs> you know, when you, when that thing first came out and it made such a stir, probably the, most accurate comment I seen actually came out of, I think Billy, he said, I'd rather have a hundred pounds where I need it than 300 pounds where I don't. Like, yeah. So was, what, was what's worse? Solid. What's that? I mean, for real, they say it's unsafe and you know, their opinion is their opinion and everyone's entitled to it. But I mean, in previous years I was running in excess of 500 pounds in my car. Right. What's the difference if there's, a hundred pounds, like like you say, Trent, out the back. You let's know, wait if, let's wait there and stick it out farther back. It works well, and better. And you know, well, you go the faster. thing is, the you know, and obviously, when you first brought it out, I mean, the, you know, the big wheelie was a little sketchy. <laughs> like, it just didn't seem like it was ever going to come down. You're just going to ride it off into the sunset, you know? Right. Um, and I'm sure it was a handful to drive because you don't have rear wheel brakes to steer the fucking thing. <laughs> At that point, you're like, just fucking Jesus, take the wheel. But it was wild to watch. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, as, as unconventional as it was, and as many people bitched about it, it didn't look like it would murder someone if it came off. Like some of this external weight shit got really sketchy for a while. Uh, uh, more, yeah. more cars doing it. I yeah, mean, let this. alone the people that just put sandbags in their trunk and just let them go, or even well, just lead it. weight, just letting them sit there, or ratchet well, straps. I mean, here's 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 kind of the way I put it because there's a couple of classes I've run that guys yeah. got a ballast. I've always said this. I prefer sandbags if you have to throw some ballast in just to make weight, because in in a worst case scenario, sandbags uh, they shed their inertia almost immediately. They don't mm-hmm. they don't keep momentum. As soon as they hit the ground, they explode and poof, the energy's gone. So you're not likely to see a sandbag killing someone. However, if you've got a 20 pound bar of lead in the trunk and you wipe out, that 20 pound bar of lead is going to wind up in the next county. That's the yeah. There's me, you know, is putting on races. I just don't want to see anybody get hurt. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I've proved quite a few times that it's, it's pretty safe and it's mm-hmm. not going to fall off. I mean, if you've seen the picture from Texas, there was two 
grown dudes standing on the back, far back <laughs> as you can get. Yeah. And just it, think it, of all that move. leverage. It didn't move. Challenge, I mean, Limpy. Challenge, do it. If we can get a yeah, picture they, of Limpy they standing stood on, on the it. bar, it's approved. Oh, hey, we have, that's the test right there. We got to get Limpy to sit on there. No. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll if you know Eric, down, and I think it was Jason Rank standing on the back, they're they're not small guys, so no, they're pretty big guys. Yeah. Well, I, I do have one question though. So there's a rumor going around that your inspiration for the Butthurt Bar was actually the Fast and the Furious with the Dom's wheelie charger <laughs> going back in the day with the 400 pounds <laughs> off the back. Can you comment on that? Is there any truth to that? <laughs> you know, I don't really. There was nothing really that I saw that said hey i'm gonna do that i think it was more or less i had a struggling year for sure and i looked over data over the winter and saw what would have helped what 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 i did wrong and this was the thought that came into my mind and drew a little picture with you know on your phone yeah. on the back of my car and sent it to Brad and Sean and was like, Hey, I want to do this. Okay. They're like, and the they're fuck? like, <laughs> I think they were like, you're joking. Right. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm dead serious. And Brad, he was like, yeah, I'll do anything you want. Brad's Brad is uh Brad Vasco from Vasco speed and performance. Him and I, Spent all winter in 2020, I think it was, uh, cutting out my old cage, putting in new cage. So he's my go-to fabricator for pretty much anything on the car. And so I, I sent it obviously to him because he was going to be the welder and stuff like that. And he, he, he was for it. Sean, Sean, on the other hand, he was like, absolutely not. I said, Sean, I, I have to do this. Like I need to figure out a way to do better, do better <laughs> in certain aspects. And I explained the calculations to them and showed them and wrote it down on paper and showed them the math. And they're like, well, it's going to look stupid. I said, I know it'll probably look stupid, but we got to make it look the best we can. And it and I, I told him, I said, whenever I want to do something, I'd go to the extreme. The extreme. I mean, have you seen how much travel right. the front end has? That's what I'd yeah, call what, extreme. What, what is what? <laughs> I've asked you what my question was is how much how much travel do you have? All of 16, I don't know. My, 16 or <laughs> my tape measure doesn't go that long either. Yeah. So. More <laughs> what was it, Limpy? What was it you called it a while back? A trophy truck front end they're putting on these cars now? <laughs> yeah, the, the fox the fox uh fox racing uh yep. But yeah, so we'll back we'll to the butt her. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Back to the butt her bar. <laughs> So I brought my car to Brad's and we, you know, had the bumper off and all sorts of stuff and had it all laid out. And our first rendition, what, what we mimicked exactly what I drew in the picture and the thought I had and we, we built it and it was not sturdy at all. Like we, we, you know, had to make sure they were sturdy because we knew 
there was going to be a lot of backlash on it and stuff like that. And so we immediately found that it wasn't, wasn't even up to our standards, you know, and let alone the world's I'm sure. And so the one that you see now is not the first. So just know that it's, it took some changes and different mounting and stuff like that. And, adjustments but the one you see now is for sure extremely rigid i mean you can pick up the whole car from back there i mean with a cherry picker you you could pick up the whole car i mean that's, that's how strong bad. it is it's and work out for the winter time yeah yeah <laughs> and if, if you're tight on space you could just hang a whole car on the wall right right i mean i do the front end it's over there but so the the only thing that people complained about after they saw that it was very strong was, oh, well, your parachute doesn't come out. I said, well, it did. And I, I, I had to throw it a few times at that first race. I, I had it out at sure there was one or two. I'm a very honest person. I don't care. But there was one or two times that it didn't. But. Uh, I'll let you know it's it's really gonna come out now because I ended up picking up a air launcher, so it shoots like hundred <laughs> feet in the air now, way over the butthurt bar. So now it, I, I'm curious with the air launcher. Um, th- so is that still because some of the air launchers are an air activated spring launcher, but it's actually a pressurized air launcher or just an air release with a spring. This is this particular one that I have now this year is an actual air solenoid. Okay. So yeah. It's like a t-shirt can <laughs> yeah. in the back of the car. <laughs> yep. It's like walking in the back of a trailer hitch. So <laughs> I guess I feel like all in all, the thing is extremely safe, and I've proved that. Everyone's like, well, what if you run into that? I'm not gonna lie, if you run into any type of part of anybody's car going hundred over a hundred we'll say you're gonna have a lot of problems no matter what i yeah, mean somebody like rear ends you and they spear their own car it is what it is at that point we're we're going for a tumble and you know that's racing if if you're yeah if you don't feel like you're safe you know there's always somebody else that's way worse out there than me so if you don't want to race me because you feel like i'm unsafe i guess don't show up, you know. I feel like maybe you won't show up because I might scared. be quicker, but you're scared. It is Fear. what it is. Well, apparently Darcy's <laughs> got problems running into it in the pits. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's we, the story there? Like a oh, trailer hitch at, on steroids? At I twenty nine where we race at, we park in uh, uh the pits that are the, the little lane that you drive on is a little narrow and sometimes that butter bar sticks out there, you know, 10, 20 feet, depending on how long your tape measure is. And, you know, a few people have ran into it when they ain't looking. Should put but, a flag or a cone on it. like 18. Yeah. We had to put a cone on it one time. That's all. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> well, here's you can is say it, to everybody else that doesn't like or doesn't care. Right. <laughs> Yeah, nice. there you go. Is is it true? Darcy's <laughs> just got the zingers today. Is it true that your tape measure only measures millimeters? <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. Hey, I, I'm just reading the comments. Right. So People want to know. <laughs> right. Right. Sandwich. You know the deal. 
Might be short, but skinny. Yeah. But Jasper asked if I was coming back to Milan. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, uh, I'm not going to chase the money as much this year, maybe. I might more orient it to some more select races. And, you know, uh, Milan's pretty far away for me. It's a 10 or 11 hour drive, I think. So I don't know if I'll be traveling that far a lot or as much as I did in the previous year. I mean, last year I went to 33 races and that is quite a bit, you know, and so that's a hell of a, so we'll see. Huh? That's a hell of a schedule. 33 races. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was quite, quite a few that were one race Friday, somewhere else Saturday. And, you know, especially when I travel out East, such as the, Cincy street nights that I went to. And then on the next day there, you know, for one, it's 13 hours or so to Cincy. And then it was like six or seven North to on I think. And <laughs> I won 27 of them. Oh my God. That's a hell of Bragger. a record. So, that is yeah. really good. Actually. <laughs> we should get into a plaque. <laughs> yeah, we'll have an award for him. There we go. And I don't know if you yeah. saw the, the right before Chris Hull came up with that. I don't know if you saw what uh, Robert Smith was saying about uh, going out to Mooresville or Wilkesboro and uh, uh-uh. you know, doing something with beer money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, like I said, Mooresville, I'm sure, is 18, 20 hours away. And damn, that's it, a far and it's just not worth it to me to go race one person like that. And, you know, I, I well, how, uh, how many people would you have to race if they just like lined them up, just start knocking <laughs> them out one at a time? You know, just you, round round. You know, I am not. <laughs> I'm not really the uh, grudge racer type, actually. You know, I I look at entering a race to win five, ten grand with only two hundred fifty bucks. I yeah. that's where I feel like I excel. You know, for one. If I get one hit on any given surface, I feel like I pick up five, six, seven numbers just moving into the next round if I move into the next round. But right, right. Yeah, I just feel like data is king. And I really, I don't know <laughs> what Limpy's saying. If, if I won if. 20, 27 races out of 33. Yeah, if I move on to the next round. Everything's an hey, educated guess. Hey, one of those really I read lit by point zero 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 two in the first Oof. round. So one of those I did lose first round. That's what you get for guessing the light. Shoot. <laughs> I didn't even guess. I don't know, I know what happened I love, there. I, I love the argument about so and so guessing the light. I'm like, come on. You know, when you go to places um, where you, you know fucking get a chance any chance you can get well you... that's ex- that's exactly it and i've always had a, a major issue with that like if you leave early and it's proven you leave early that's one thing but you know if you anticipate a light and you leave on the light well you automatically got a three or four tenths advantage over the next guy like that's just physiology that's been right proven. that's why people do it so they get all mad about it. i'm like oh, just to go race a pro tree then and just quit your bitching mm-hmm. oh that's just part of the game Yep. Yep. We watched the video several times on did I red light or not? And at the end of the day, I'm like, guys, we're at a racetrack using the tree. 
there's no way we're going to tell them the tree was wrong. I mean, that's why we use trees Mm -hmm. at the track, you know, and the, the computer system doesn't lie. I feel like, so it was what it was. And, and and usually one of the advantages of using, you know, a tree is pretty much everyone accepts the fact that, you know, what the tree or what the system says is what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you get some that'll argue, well, you know, your system's broken. Okay, let's let's go get an IT guy to go troubleshoot the system real quick. Everybody just wait. Like, come on. So, right, right. Yeah, so it is what it is. Come back and race and win another day, so it'll be 28 out of 33. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you want to talk about... Uh... A real good season. The season before that, I only won three races out of probably 33. So, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to talk about that. I just want to talk about when you dominate, not about when you <laughs> put all the time in to figure the fucking thing out, you know? Right. And I mean, I think everybody goes to that learning curve. Um, I know oh, some yeah. of the local guys up here, you know, they dominate well the two years prior to that. They chased their tail and, you know, rebuild half the fucking car trying to figure it oh, out. Who's the deal? Oh yeah, Mork's the one that comes to mind in that because, you know, when he got his car figured out, he was very dominant up here, and he he's a player pretty much anywhere he goes. But he wasn't Bug always. He, yeah, well, there's yeah. that too. But he chased his tail in his car, car for a couple too. years. What's that? Yeah, schoolboy too. He I mean, he finally got his car dealt right too. It took him a while. Absolutely. Example. Yeah, and I, I just I'm looking again at the comments here. Unlike usually, Archie Bunker's talking about using a delay box on the light. I still have yet for anyone to prove to me how you're going to use a delay box on a light. Yeah. I mean, you're either going to be way late and suck or you're going to red light because the delay on an instant green is random. Well, and, it's, mean, and the people that usually make that argument don't fully understand how the trees work. They yeah. Don't understand stage to start that sort of stuff. They don't understand, you know, what comprises the aspects of the system that make it random. And it's all programmable. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you have, are not, not going to help you on your tree. Yeah. Um, you have way better chance of either guessing or just going off green than using a delay box. I feel like I agree. A hundred percent agree. Cause again, when you, when you have the ability to vary randomly, the computer, you can program, I think in the, I think a compiling system that I was familiar with, I think it was, it was like 0.5 to like 1.8 or something like that. That was the, the, the range that you had. And yeah. if you maxed it out at 1.8, the lights would be, I mean, at one point they would be almost instant. And the next time you'd be like, is it broken? Oh, there it is. You know, it would be yeah. just wildly different. And that's the entire idea. It would discourage people from trying something stupid because we had a lot of guys red light. They get mad. Yeah. So let's say. Leave on green. That's how it works. <clears throat> Let's say you got a one second window. And so what do you set your delay box to right in the middle would be your logic decision, right? Well, so that would be at a half a second. So you half of the time you could be a half second late or a half second early or right. anywhere huge. in between. And that's huge. You know, and that's so you being if you were a half second half second late, shoo, you might as well just not even go at that well, point. Well, that that then that goes right back into the argument people had with folks guessing the tree, because generally speaking, um, 
you know, a good reaction time off a, off a true instant green light is 360. Like that's yep. great reaction time. 400 right. is pretty close. And I mean, I've seen them, I've seen them as high as like 1.2. Like, you know, when I look at the data after an event, I look at that's the reaction, time, reaction time. That that guy had that. the delay box. No, it was a motorcycle <laughs> and all the hand clutch guys. Some of them used to get surprised oh. by the light. And they'd be like, oh shit, I got to go. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally, and I know Shannon Morgan um, down in Texas, she had put a rule in a number a long time ago when she's doing instant green, no prep and all that. And if you had a reaction time under 350, you guessed and you were out. Yeah. That's just what it was. No, I mean, it's controversial, but hey, Shannon does what Shannon wants and the racers go along with it. So, yeah. But that was pretty rooted in science, you know. Obviously, like you said, a 360 (laughs) is a pretty good light on an instant green. So she figured out, you know, hey, anything better than that number or whatever number it was, was a guess. And don't guess. That's all she's saying. You yeah. know, well, that's yeah, and, that's exactly it. Take the incentive out. What I wound up doing eventually was I went to a 100 Pro Tree. That's the version right. we were using of an instant green, be, yeah. simply because that version of CompuLink that they were running, it didn't have the option to run a zero 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 tree. Right. So I'm like, well, we were playing with it, and what what I found out it was the most consistent when we were testing it, and also it was it generally tended to discourage people from guessing. Because the, mm-hmm. the gain they would get from guessing it was so marginal. Instead of getting, you know, three or four tenths, they might get one or two tops. Right. So at that point, it wasn't worth the risk. But. Aren't you? So, yeah, I got something funny I want to show you guys. See what you think of this. Uh, we have a new hoodie that's coming out. Uh, no prep is kind of like sex. It's better without the rubber. Roger, dog, concrete. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I thought we going to laugh out of that. Yeah, that's something a little entertaining this year. <laughs> Yeah, like Darcy. <laughs> I, I don't know Darcy, but I think I want to because that's oh yeah, she she's a really she's good funny. friend of ours. She's her and Sean Clark are dating, and so they okay. they come racing with us a lot. And Darcy actually races a blue seventy nine Mustang, and Sean is the he works on it you know he works on my car obviously too and helps me out and so he he is the uh crew chief of darcy's car and she literally she literally floors it and that's it and she'll tell you the exact same thing and hey, brian put her comment no. up real quick it's pretty awesome no 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 it's down toward the to- bottom Oh, I see it down here. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing. That came up. I was dying. Oh, that was that, that is pretty funny. <laughs> that is good shit. But it, it yeah. has happened more than a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It has happened more than a couple of times. And she, also, John, she has no filter, meaning if you do something dumb, she'll let you know about it. Don't worry. That's the kind of friends you need in your life. And because yep. ProStock is not going to let go, John Ryan in the comments, ProStock is asking, are you, uh, I think we kind of covered this a little earlier with the Milan question, but are you planning on coming up to Chicago area at all this year? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe. What would it I, take? Uh, let's, let's ask that question. <laughs> it depends. I mean, obviously Chicago is uh, roughly eight or nine hours or whatever. And, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, uh, 
travel that far depending on you know the events i like to when i travel that far such as cincy or onondaga i like to be able to race at multiple events in one weekend so that sure. you know get more bang for my buck of driving that far and stuff like Absolutely. that and, and so i, I guess it just depends time. so are you going to do more uh street stuff this year or are you going to do like track or both well, be the other option uh, we'll you about. know <laughs> Yes. I, I do still <laughs> I do still like street racing. It's a lot of fun. Okay. However, <laughs> I do not like going slow. Sure, anybody can turn their car down and and you know go down an asphalt road and hanging out with especially Lord, with the butthurt bar. I'm pretty well versed in all surfaces, but I do like going really fast at racetracks too. And also depending on where the racetrack is at, you know, my family can come with or yeah. we can sit and hang out. It's not as stressful. Uh, last year, you know, the street racing stuff was <clears throat> few and far between because, you know, just cops have really cracked down, I feel like, or, and, or there's some, promoters or whatever you want to call them street organizers that you know didn't do much homework maybe i don't know i mean i i used to organize street racing events too and i feel like what you put into the event you get out and planning and knowing what to do next and you know stuff like that really plays a role into it and we had a lot of bad luck last year with cops and the track stuff was just a lot more fun. So you'll, you'd notice, you'd notice last year that it did a lot of track stuff because first going fast was fun. And, you know, like Sean and Darcy say, everybody feels like they need to find the worst road in the world. It could have water, gravel and dust on it. And they mm -hmm. think it's cool. And, I don't, I don't really like that. You know, I, I'm really probably going to steer away from the asphalt stuff and maybe stick towards some track stuff. You know, backside of the track stuff is also kind of fun. Sure. The, the backside's really difficult, but at least you have some time to think, go over data and make changes yeah. to, you know, not be quick, even though it's not as fast as the front side of the track and, so I don't know. I feel like I am more oriented towards track racing, especially the way my car sits now. And, you know, I don't know. I sure I still can street race and will maybe here in uh, in the near future. Uh, but uh, we'll see for sure. I see your heart's in a different place. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely like track stuff. If you had to ask me, yes. Yeah. How, the, how, dependent, how dependent are you on the butthurt bar with the track stuff? Uh, I usually don't it use it at a racetrack. Don't need it. So I, as you saw earlier in the year, I might have used it once or twice at a racetrack. Uh, but I've gotten pretty dialed in to where I don't need it. I have uh, some other tools in the toolbox maybe that a few people have seen 
However, they might have been focused in other areas and just missed stuff right in plain view. But, uh, yeah, I don't really need a, the butthurt bar at a racetrack, I feel like. Because you have 72 inches of suspension travel. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure it helps. 72 millimeters. Oh, yes, my bad, <laughs> millimeters. Um, and actually, I have a question. Um, you know, obviously, Kara's waiting patiently for her segment down there. Hi, Kara. And uh, as I'm, I'm sure you well know, Kara is our, our, our calendar specialist, the calendar girl. And yes. what, the reason why I, I kind of segue into that is because I wonder, and I, I try to ask this opinion of most of the guests we have, is with the schedules getting so busy with so many races, there's seems like there's races everywhere every weekend. Um, do you think that helps or hurts the racing as a whole? And where do you see the no prep side of things anyway, you know, no prep or backtrack. Where do you see that going? You see it continue to grow or do you think it's going to start to taper off and flatten out a little bit? Cause it's been on a pretty vertical growth spike for a while. Yeah, obviously, uh, as you know, Trent, I am a promoter also. So we look at things a little differently. We get our Some, every race, time we do it. Some racers might look at it like, Oh, heck yeah, I uh, can go to four different races, you know, depending on weather in one weekend. However, I look at it like, man, that means a group of, let's say, 100 cars in uh, one market is going to be spread out to four mm -hmm. different races. Instead of two races, having 50 cars, now you got it knocked down to 20-ish per event and... That's just, you know, an example, but sure. I look at it like dwindling car counts, you know, car counts make payouts, car mm -hmm. counts bring spectators and, you know, these events struggle because there's every Tom, Dick and Harry making an event, you know, and the one thing, you know, that I definitely steer away from is not guaranteed payouts because I am realistic person. I see car counts. I, I watch different events True. and obviously my own events. And, you know, if guaranteed payouts aren't there, it's hard to draw cars. But if they guarantee payouts based on X amount of cars, you don't know who's showing up, how many cars. And I just feel like it's a diluted market right now. <laughs> and I am very thankful for all sorts of different events to go to. However, it makes it easy for your average racer to miss an event because I don't have to work hard to have to make this next weekend's event because there's another one next weekend after that. So I don't have to put in the effort to fix my car or overnight parts or anything because that's not the only event this month. There's another one the next weekend and the next weekend and the next weekend we'll just, we'll that I'm interested in. And so I, I feel like it might be great for the sport because there's a lot of racing. However, I don't think it's that good for the sport because it really is diluted right now. Do I think it's going to slow down soon? Yeah, maybe. Not this next year, not in 2022, but maybe the next year after that. But And then, you know, it's just like 
quantity over quality that when there's so mm -hmm. many, there's so many shitty events too, you know, that pay a thousand or 2000 or 3000. Sure. You have these come up short events that say they're going <laughs> to pay X amount. And then I don't. like that was funny. That but, was funny. I like that. You know, it kind of <laughs> is what it is. I, I hope that it does slow down some so we can get back to the more quality events. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's just going to steer its course. And honestly, I really think No Prep Kings is driving this, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to say. You know, right. the back when I started doing these No Prep events four or five years ago, it was the next greatest thing. And here we are in the next greatest thing and it's Artist the normal. Prime. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah, we'll see, but I'm just glad that <clears throat> things will change. Obviously we have race cars and well, parts yeah. are kind of hard to get, but at least we can still get some, you some know, tires. Mm -hmm. when I know <clears throat> one of the things, you know, I kind of look at it from a supply and demand principle. Um, you know, just elementary marketing kind of thing. And, you know, no prep started very much high demand, low supply. That's why guys would drive all over the country to go to races. And now supply, I think, is super plentiful. I don't know if I'd say it outweighs the demand, but just using basic principle of supply and demand, when the supply is super high, it will affect the demand a little bit. And right. I think that's what you start to see. And when you look at it from a standpoint of the racers that are, you know, you're trying to get to the races, there's only so many of them. It's not a huge pool of racers. Like, you know, if you're going for 1250 index on a quarter mile, you could get a hundred thousand cars yeah. you know, across the country and just keep burning through them. Whereas when you're getting, let's just use a round number to say 550 caliber cars, which obviously, you know, as well as I do, that's a, a respectable street number but if you're on a track you're going to get run over we both know that but yeah use it as a basis you know there's not nearly as many cars at that level and the faster you go the smaller the, the pile of cars gets mm -hmm. so when you get uh -huh. you know 14 different events in a region on a weekend you know it's it at some point i think that the supply starts to outweigh the demand and then i think it can have kind of a, a negative effect on the entire well, let's let's have, let's have uh, Kara come on and let's share the calendar a little bit. Maybe we can speaking of too many races. Of that. <laughs> Hello, Just for Kara. a few minutes, we'll have a break for a little bit for her. What's up, guys? How you doing? Your hands matters. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Did you have we gotten her intro put together yet? The calendar girl song. I have an intro. Something. Yeah, we're working yeah. on that. That probably be for the next week. Aww. I, I I told Brian what I want to do, but he's afraid we're going to get copyright infringements. Uh be fine we'll just talk oh, over it nobody will know and there we go so uh i know we have quite a bit i have a lot of the flyers up and loaded to go but um i don't know if i'll put the put the calendar on there for people who don't know second here yeah february is still slow but man watch once march hits it gets wild like every single weekend Darcy if you guys to know don't know, eating. you can go check out her calendar. Um, we'll have the link in the description for you. And thank her for all her sponsors that have helped her as well, by the way. And, of course, that. Ardettos. Nice. <laughs> That's my dinner, guys. That's how I'm living the healthy lifestyle. With a monster. Even better. Oh, there Good we go. Good Lord. 
You're going to vibrate out of the chair. And <laughs> literally oh boy, sweat God. salt. Oh, boy. It's from the monster, uh, guys. What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. It's your lie. You tell uh, it any way you want to. Right. Okay, Mr. Black Pants. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, you want to share with us, Kara, what's some of the coming up events and what's going on? Yeah, we all know Sick Week's going on. Um, that's been pretty cool. I've watched a little bit on YouTube. Um, Which channel? Which one of the 400? Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, who isn't streaming it? Yeah, that. Dude, um, it's everywhere. It is. I, I mean, it's it's amazing. God, I've never seen something take over my YouTube feed like that. Anyway, sorry. I'm just kind of shocked that it blew up so like it's so popular from the beginning like this is the first year it's running so i'm i mean obviously everyone knows tom bailey who like put it together but it's just like insane to me that it just boom it was like successful it's just it's nuts um yeah poor prika by the way did you see prika's car yeah they hit a deer yeah that's they hit a deer but they made it they made it it didn't overheat and they made passes Uh uh-huh I was like, that's that's pretty that's, wild. But yeah, that's dedication terrible. right there. <laughs> it is. It absolutely um, is. Then um probably eh, well, I don't know, but there's a, an event in Arizona this coming weekend at a airport. We'll be there yeah. for the uh twenty thousand dollar race for that one. Yeah, the we'll, no uh, yep, the no prep flashlight. Yeah, Run me and Lippio will be there. Yep. Um then next weekend there's an event in georgia um what's it called the whole winter warfare not familiar with who puts it on but the entire or like at the whole the whole oh (laughs) it's at us 19 dragway i've never been there i don't know if anyone here's been yeah that's the whole Um, yeah that's the whole that's the whole the whole Duh. Duh. <laughs> Trent, I know I already know what you're going to think when you say that. What? No, I'm busy getting the link for the schedule, you weirdo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, let's see. Then there's like a grudge race in South Carolina, prepped grudge stuff. Um, <clears throat> that race is pretty wild from what I've heard. Um, the ass cutting. Um, ass cutting it's the ass cutting it's the (laughs) annual ass cutting by the way um then my good friend Corey Palomino no prep thaw out 2.0 Darlington at the end of February um same weekend as lights out which I'm attending, so I'm excited. My first time at a radial race. So that'll be interesting. I'm excited. I'll be in Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be getting all the beads, Wimpy? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, just for you guys watching on Facebook, I just threw a link to the calendar up in the comments. Yeah, and if anyone wants to add something, just message me. Um, or if I have something wrong, it's happened. Um. But yeah, February is still quiet, but like I said, February, if you scroll down to February, it's at least five things every weekend. It's insane. March. Lot. And then it just continues through pretty much through October. It's just insane. And a lot like it's all no prep too. 
Like I include, I include prep stuff when I come by it, but it's like all no prep stuff. There's no so. prep's the only thing that matters. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate it. I was going to throw a couple um, events up there that are coming up that are near in future. We have, uh, obviously we have Joey's event. You oh, guys, yeah. so the place to be. May 29th, a little farther out, but uh, definitely if Joey's okay, we can come there. We can put that on TV for you if you want. You want a little extra yeah. coverage? TV? Yeah. And time. <laughs> yeah. Um, also coming up soon is at the gut down there in Texas. We'll be down there with Limpy uh, covering that event. And you guys will see coverage on that. And another one coming up not too far away is the uh, metal on the asphalt is going to be a good event. A lot of fast cars coming there. Some big payouts are coming on that event. It's going to be one worth traveling to. You know, a lot of the street outlaws and big tire got a big shootout between them. some grudge stuff going on between everybody. So it's going to be a pretty badass race. Some pretty heavy hitters is, are coming to have some fun. We got a wheelie contest. <laughs> that's a. Uh, I might be able to enter strategy. that. Yeah. How <laughs> yeah, comes the butthurt bar? That one. <laughs> Just ride the butthurt bar all the way down and on the back. <laughs> <laughs> for sure Just put um, some big weights on him use them as wheelie bar wheels right, right. <laughs> and then we have march we have the kentucky cash days as all you guys know the last payout was like 30 grand for that one it's going to be another epic event for that coming up too and you got you got a typo on there do i yeah, they, 28 they by 10, 5. It's supposed to say 29.5. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Especially at that track. Did you, know, did you see our video on that for that event, uh -oh. Joey? Oh, let me show you something for a second. Oh, oh, uh, is, that, is that the one that was the slip and slide? Yeah. No, that was, yeah. is it, oh, it's the same track. I didn't see it. That's, yeah, see it. that's oh, Decker Brothers. Oh, my. Yeah, but Dude, they, he they paid acid, he paid out the like acid washed it pretty good to etch, like, to etch the surface. He paid out like 30 something, over 30,000 for. 30 over oh, 30 cars that is just crazy and there was like, like what, I, a 500? Did, I, I did see that video and i'm like wow it was, it, it was like 500 to buy in for that race right no it's 300 that Even is just better, crazy yeah they they did pretty well there and they got paid more than they were told they were supposed to yeah which but i to, heard they they're doing some improvements to that track now right oh yeah 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 yes. yeah, yeah they did a ton. Uh, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be slip and slide. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that is the place. Yep. Yeah. It literally looks like they're racing in an Amazon warehouse floor. Yeah. Totally. Like it's just wild. This, there, you this want a challenging wild. surface? There's the surface to be challenged on. I don't think challenging <laughs> is the word most people would use. Yeah. Like, ignorant, and, suicidal, foolish. I'm sure there a lot of people would use different words. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely challenging. It made for, I mean, hey, listen, if you want to put your race on the map, this is how you do it. Gosh, I bet. <laughs> and most of them guys said they'd come back, even yeah, though yeah. they still like that. They, they enjoyed it. They really yeah. enjoyed it. I think having the hay bales probably helped because for the guys that did tap into the hay bales, they weren't super destructive to the cars. Right. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to hit one 100 miles an hour, but ain't nobody going a fucking 100 miles an hour. And that's, so it doesn't right. matter. You, you saw a Tesla winning big tire, too, on top of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Of course. <laughs> what? What did it go? Libby, we were talking about this uh, a couple shows ago. The Tesla went like what, ninety-seven miles an hour or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh my! Something God. ridiculously low. And Chris Rankin went like, I think eighty-four miles an hour, and he had like 
what do you say, like 65 or something miles an hour to the 60 foot. Right. <laughs> yeah. He basically did a 330 hit, 200 foot hit and just let it coast. Yeah. He, 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 he put it in where it would, it would put in the deal and it would start taking power out. Yeah. He would detune it. Yeah. I Smart believe it. Board, just start yanking plug and it would detune all the way through the past. Yeah. That's just insane. That place I did watch the live feed when that was going on. It's just like, wow. Do you, I got a question. 36,000 or something like that. Do you feel like junk racing is a draw to the market nowadays? Define junk racing. Chipbox racing, for example. Asphalt racing back into the track. Just, just sketchy, sketchy, slower stuff. Yes, because average Joes can win, even though they don't, but they feel like they can. The, my, my opinion on this is when, you know, from my experience, when we started doing no prep up here, um, the whole premise was for the track to be, we called it unprepped, but we really didn't do a whole lot at the time where we would strip it off or scrape or whatever fuck we did. The idea was the surface would be the leveling factor for the field. Everybody had Mm -hmm. to fight the same surface. And I think that what you're seeing now with the backtrack, the asphalt, the, you know, the garbage races, you like to call them. Um, it's just a, it's a, like an extreme version of the original concept of no prep. Just find the worst surface possible and everybody's got to try to get down it. Now, if they're enjoying it and everybody's having a great time, that's fine. But from a promoter standpoint, who's been around a while, um, I, the only issue I ever had with it is, you know, when no prep King start up and no preps like it really popular mainstream, everybody, a lot of the, you know, the sideline people would say, well, no preps is a crash up derby. You know, you look at guys like JJ and all they do is fucking wreck their cars every weekend. Well, well that may be true, but, the money. <laughs> but well, that's true, but that doesn't, in my opinion, reflect the entire sport of no prep. And that's right. so if you get into the really sketchy ones where guys are wrecking over and over and over again, I mean, if they want to do it, that's fine. God bless them. But overall, my favorite what, one. Right there. Wow, really? <laughs> that was my favorite one right there. <laughs> oh my god! If we're gonna play oh, that game, oh, okay. oh, there we go. <laughs> I slipped me at his best. So, anyways, <laughs> oh, so it's like that, huh? Anyway, wow. but you know, I think there comes a certain point at which, um, if it gets too sketchy and it's termed as a no prep, it can damage the general image of no prep. So that's I mean. I'm not captain save a no prep or nothing like that, but I do get concerned about it just because I want to see the sport grow and I want to see it do well. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to think that every no prep race is a crash up derby. I've had people right. tell me that my race is a crash up derby. We've crashed like one car. Like yeah. it hasn't, you know, it's been nothing like that. So, you know, accidents happen and you get the fastest drag race, the fastest small tire drag race on the planet, which is all Donald long shit. And when they crash a car, it lands in the next fucking County. Like it flies away. <laughs> so, you know, and it flies there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they got to call the FAA. Be like, Stevie fast is coming to make a pass. Does he have clearance? Like, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, oh, it's just, you know, there's hazards in every kind of racing, but I guess uh, so. Yeah, we have, we have one coming up here at uh Joy double chaos down. yeah that's, that's a sketchy road. track that's going to be sketchy interesting track. race you see the track this that is some sketch or in the woods says, was crazy that's going to be crazier that's our event we're doing no prep like grass yeah that's going to be fun Sponsored yeah. by john war in the woods <laughs> is uh is sporty i mean the the yeah. the 660 feet ain't bad it's the thousand foot of shutdown that's 
kind of horrible. Is it? Is it? Just, I don't, I'm not familiar with the shutdown. Is it just a rough track, or is it just not enough space? Just narrow, rough. Uh, both. 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 Of them. All, both. Both. All of <laughs> the above. Say it, Joey. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. Say it. Yeah. All don't of say them. It. Both of them. No. Both of them. <laughs> both of them. It's one word. <laughs> one word. Both of them. He's not. He's not going to do it. English wasn't his best subject, but he can. He can do no. this. Figure both of them. <laughs> there both you them. go. No. You have to get bofum.com. Both of them. Right. Maybe his alternate site. I don't know. They since you've been out there, they've made quite a few improvements out there. Uh, out there, but it's still the same shutdown. Yeah. Then weren't you saying they put walls up out there now? Yeah. Do we know what what's the status on that? Is that uh, maybe I'm behind? Oh, it's still it's going on. Uh, okay. Yeah, it should be on the calendar. You guys uh, the end of it. May sixth and seventh, and okay. Uh, September, end of September, twenty fourth and twenty fifth, something like that. I think. Did someone buy it, or is it? Just yeah, like yeah. Somebody's happened? already bought it, and awesome. uh, and uh, Jeff's already. In cahoots with them. Love it. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Very good deal. I know if you put that up publicly, I was kind of holding that back. <laughs> well, it's yeah. out there now. I guess it is. Okay. Surprise. All three of you. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both viewers. Both of them know. That's what you get for tuning in. Mm-hmm. So Darcy and Sean, don't tell anybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I don't uh, talk like that. It'd be good right. though. Uh, be hey, right. uh, hey, Joey. So going back, uh, Pro Stock is full of questions. Um, he asked why uh, no digger die or come up for you last year. Uh, digger die has a rule against me, and the come up short had a rule against me. <laughs> come up short, God is the greatest. <laughs> what was the rule oh, against boy. you? Let's just uh, get it both, there. both uh, events. Uh, decided to change the rules mid-year, and one of them, the come-up short, decided to change it the week before of no external weight. Okay. Did you get that a lot, people trying to exclude you from events, using that as your excuse? Uh, Yeah. I mean, maybe 50%, but like we talked earlier, there's seven races a weekend. I can just go to a different one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We actually, um, collectively, I should say, the external weight rule just became a thing up here. My cousin okay. and I were putting our brains together on rules. Well, on consistent. the East Coast, I see external weight all the time. It's well, and here, here, was, here was the logic. The logic behind it wasn't aimed anyway. Of course, not Joey, because we're so far away. We don't expect him to come up. Uh, the matter of is just closes the door on people doing extraordinarily sketchy shit. That's well, really what it yeah. boils down to. So we're like, if we just if it's just not allowed, then. The logic is nobody's going to try to do something incredibly stupid. Now it doesn't mean that they won't, but that was the logic and you know, throw it. So now, now he, here's a question for you, Trent. Yeah. If I put weight on the rear end, is that external? <clears throat> uh, by definition, no, because I think it was outside of the body line. If I remember the rule specifically. So the weight, so the weight could be is, under the car. It could be in the car, but it could not be outside of the body lines. Hmm. I think that's what how if it falls right. off. Ooh. Well, then you still have a problem. I mean, again, there's always going to be a gray area or loophole to the rule. I know that. Okay. What if my uh, what if my wing extended really far? 
<laughs> and weighed it's a little bit thicker and heavier. That's what they I'm had out saying. there. Bigger die. The guy that wanted he had a he had external he had a wing that fucking was wing made out of quarter inch weight. diamond plate. Okay. Yeah. I suppose that would be work. See this here. Let me explain something. And I I'm just I'm saying, just making you think different. No, no, no. I dude, I love it. There I love go. it. And we need to get everybody you, to think a little different on that. Well, and you you probably have heard me say this, uh, Joey, because I said a bunch. You know, when I started writing rules back in the day, my 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 guiding light was Smokey Eunuch. Because his philosophy on rules was, if it's in the rules, you can't do it. If it's not right. in the rules, you can do it. And that's right. always been my guiding light in the whole thing. And interpretation is what makes it fun. You know, I, yep. a long time ago, I required a wiper wiper and horn rule. Guys would show up with a little you know, air horn and uh, tie a rope to their wipers to make it work. Was it technically within the rules? Yes. Was it kind of cheating? Yeah, also, yes. But it was, you know, <laughs> that's what made it fun. <laughs> What's that? I said Jasper did that, but anyways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We had guys when we first started doing junior, we had so many different rules, and we didn't have an we uh, had a no anti robot rule, which went over like a lead brick with a lot of guys. But they right. were you know people learned to way around it. They would start putting limiters on the left side of the body, to the axle, a chain or a cable or whatever, you know. And they're like, well, is this legal? I'm like, yes, it's not anti robot, you know. And all I wanted the guys to do is to think outside of the anti robot box. You can get a car yeah. controlled without it. It's just more difficult. So, but yeah, that's with every rule, there's going to be, you know, a bunch of scoundrels like you that are going to try to find a way around it. And that's, that's why you guys, that's why you guys do well, because you find the rules and then you figure out the loopholes. What, what that's junior it. you speak of? What is, what's that? Junior, uh, well, I'm back. This is going back into Cots days. This is in 2012. Um, we needed a second car class because the 28 stuff, the original class uh, was getting fast and people were just kind of fading out of it because it was beyond their means or their level of, you know, dedication, whatever. And I thought we should have another car class. Um, and Steve wanted to go faster. And I felt that was not the right way to go. I said, we should go slower because it's a bigger pool of racers that we can attract. So I put together a rule set. It's called junior and was basically focused around a 26-inch DOT drag radial. And there was a host of other rules, no anti-roll bar, you know, stock suspension. Quarter mile. Oh, absolutely, quarter mm -hmm. mile. Absolutely. And uh, it, it eventually, recently, got shortened down to eighth because back then it was it was basically geared to be like a 1050, 10.0 class. We had guys like 980s, 950s getting into the eights, and then it just got ignorant. Like, it got ignorant to the point where you couldn't have a 25x chassis you had to have an 850 max and i'm okay with that but i i couldn't in good conscience allow these guys to go out there and actually endanger themselves because they were going so fast so eventually we shortened it down to eighth so that we could continue to run an 850 spec without worried about guys you know putting themselves into serious danger because there were some guys running out the back on a fucking 10 point and it was sketchy you know no names Mark, but yes, maybe. <laughs> and I told him to do it. I just, you know, his car was fast, and I, he, he's the one I use as the example, of course. And he won it several times when he got his car figured out. But there comes a point at which you have to you have to look out for the racers. You know, racers, diehard racers will race themselves right into a brick wall if he's are going to win. Like they do it all the time. Guys wall the cars trying to win. I just, I don't. I can't in good conscience allow somebody to get too fast for their safety equipment and then get themselves hurt trying to race. Like you just can't do that. 
So, but anyway, that's that's the the premise of Junior Limpy. It's still around. It's twenty six inch drag radial, and it's now pretty much a, a application class, so that we try to weed out the killers and you know make it a a fun place for the guys to race without having to worry about getting you know run over by guys that just have no business being in that class. Sure, the fact it's also the class where schoolboy. What's that? I told her, Darcy, I said, she, cause she's funny as shit. That's why. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, if, when I read the comments, Darcy, I giggle too. I try not to read the comments when I'm talking because then I get sidetracked and I can't speak straight English. <laughs> also not my best subject. Cause he's thinking of bill. No, I can't even see the comments. <laughs> You're better off. So, A lot probably. of times I, I maximize. I can't see him. I think you have an obsession with bill. You have an obsession with me thinking about, Bill. I don't know. There's some weird, like triangle going on. Let's see that again. There you go. Look at that. that. Look at that. <laughs> oh man, that's okay. I've seen worse. Actually, a good memory is posted today of of your good friend Brandon Mork. Uh, a couple events ago, he got really drunk and hijacked a small excavator that was parked at the racetrack. Oh my god! I saw the pictures. Yeah. I saw the well, pictures. There's a there's a video of it that's 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 in there as well. I think. Why did that Nick, come back today? Like of all days, somebody Nick commented on it. it. Yeah, Nick posted <laughs> it as a memory, and I was, you know, the backstory for those who want to know. I'm in my RV. I don't remember what the hell I'm doing, but you know, my, the way where my RV was parked kind of was like the head of the pit, so I can kind of oversee what's going on and you know try to police the guys to get out of hand that sort of shit. I was like the cop, and I hear. Just this high pitched whine. I'm like, what is that noise? And I get out there, and fucking oh, Mork is shit. out there. He's got like a long island in his mouth, and two jello shots in his hand, driving it with his feet because you know it's an excavator. You can do that. Just cruising across the pits at like two and a half miles an hour. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Now, if you don't know this, Brandon's an operator. That's what he does for a living. Yeah. So he's like, dude, I'm qualified. It's fine. Dude, the track owner is gonna fucking throw us out of here forever if you don't put this thing away. What's you know? So, but it made for a really funny story because I was like, only Brandon, you know. Yeah. I mean, Brandon's a hoot, especially when he decides to do weird shit when he's drunk. It's always a story. <laughs> Usually, it doesn't end in handcuffs. Oh yeah. Or or missing a shirt. He's wild. And that's when he sure. races every time he's at the track. Like yeah. you know, like where's Waldo's got the red and white stripes? Where's Brandon? Just look for. Uh, half naked man. That's pretty much his MO. Dude, uh, Brian, put up uh, Chris Hole's uh, comment over there. What? Chris Hole, that's kind of rude. I don't know what the <laughs> hell that's all about. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, A rough crowd out here today. Oh, shit. Uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> rough crowd. Tristo pees on his ball, so we can all know. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. You're, deep in you here. have a strange obsession. I think you should get counseling oh. for that. Oh, uh, fuck it. All right, guys. I'm we're going to wrap. Our drive I'm fixing that to do tonight. We're going to wrap What's things that? up. We're going to put the road zone here. Both of us, me and Lippy, got to get Both going them. soon. Yeah, it's um, time. Some of us have to get to bed in 30 minutes. Uh, I got to fly at 3 a.m. and he's driving, so hey. <laughs> yeah, I get up at 1.30 in the morning now. It sucks. Yeah. You don't call me. You don't call me and talk. You can, you know, just. I'll be that's up. fine. We can talk I'll, about Bill. That's oh boy. Have you talked to Bill lately? <laughs> I did. You want his number? I got his number. Yeah, I have to. his number. Oh, okay. Very funny. So, Joey, do you want to thank any sponsors or anybody? Um, for you or talk thoughts. about your event, anything? 
Yeah, um, obviously, uh, you know, this racing dream, you want to call it, the American dream of racing, is a large financial burden on any racer that's as serious as I am, I feel. And so there's quite a few companies that help me out, whether it's just time-based materials or parts, tires, you know, or just simple cash to get two races you know um obviously the number one sponsor i have is the shop inc chad fegley from lincoln nebraska owns a shop where i dyno my car align it some fab work he's he's been with me from day one pretty much you know and I'm really fortunate to have a guy like him. He's the title sponsor of my event, obviously, on May 28th also. And he loves supporting, you know, racers that work hard. And there's uh, <laughs> there's several, uh, several of us that he supports around my area, you know. And so thank you to Chad for keeping with me for this many years, you know, four or five, six years, whatever whatever it is, uh, you know, he's been really great to have around. I'm actually going there tomorrow to align my car and, you know, start testing for the year. Uh, but obviously, uh, Baron racing helps me out with parts, uh, getting parts soon, getting tires soon, just stuff like that. Uh, Justin Heckman, as we talked earlier in the year or in this podcast, uh, helps out tremendously throughout the year. You know, I power manage his cars and help him throughout the year. And he helps me, you know, on the beater and you see him crewing for me when Sean can't. And just, he, like I just talked earlier, he has a warehouse of tires. Um, he also sells fuel his company is called JN and Granite, you know. Everybody knows him in the in the Midwest pretty much. So, you know, he's he's a really nice guy if you ever meet him and he just loves to help people out, you know. He wants to see people do good and I'm fortunate enough to have him, you know, around to help me just all around good friend, you know, just getting tires, having new tires. Uh, new tires are extremely, extremely important for me, especially because every eight passes I have to change my tires. Uh, it goes from an extremely fast pass to extremely slow at number eight. So, and we've we've tested that back to back to back. A few of those losses are from us figuring this out and it's it's insane but new tires bam fast fast can be you know and mm -hmm. he's he's fortunate enough to have tires on hand for me and you know have them available as we know tires are really hard to get right now so i'm really glad that he has the opportunity to get them quickly and store them for me and stuff like that um Let's see who else. Uh, Jordan from VSE, he helps me out. You know, he, my tow truck, you know, the diesel truck I drive to races, my Ford F 250 is tuned by them. And 
you know, they, I had, I had one problem and I used to be a Ford mechanic. I'll preface that with that. And, uh, I didn't change my air filter for like, I don't know. I forgot about it. Like <laughs> it's not the race car. So I forgot about it. And I, I had to drive like 40 miles an hour back from a race one time. And I took it over to Jordan's. I'm like, Hey, this thing's broke. Like, can you guys look at it? And we drove it around the block and they're like, yeah, it's just not getting any air. And we, we pulled out the air filter and it was like horrible, nice. horrible family just, of rodents just, living in it. Just tons of stuff in there. Anything it was. And I was like, Oh man, put new air filter night and day difference. But yeah, Jordan helps me out. With, uh, last year we actually borrowed his stacker and his, Dually F two fifty and at one the Texas race we had it there, uh, Blaine and I and so you know he was nice enough to let us borrow that thing to get to races and what happened, what happened I hope to you know he's going to work with me this year on just anything and everything you need from Jordan and if you guys need a diesel tuned or anything hit him up. Um, let's see, I obviously have used Hughes in the past. Uh, they refreshed my transmission over the winter. So, you know, I'm really appreciative to them. Pete was their main guy there. And as everybody has seen, he's moved on to circle D. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do in my transmission program, but you know, I'm still fortunate enough to have Hughes over winter, freshen it up for me. And make sure everything's good to go. Pete put a brand new gear set in there. Just at the power level I'm at, uh, we've seen one of my losses was the gear set broke in the transmission and we just accounted it to too many passes, you know, and parts break sometimes when you're going extremely fast on slicks, you know, just, just all around at this horsepower level parts can have a, a wear life, you know, just pass life and you got to make every pass count. So we, we changed out some of the hard parts in there before Pete left and got it back and it should be all good to go now. Um, so let's see who else. Vasco. Oh yeah. As we talked earlier, Brad Vasco from Vasco speed and performance, uh, pretty much built a whole entire new car. Um, it's not a tube chassis car. Mustangs don't have a frame in the middle, but we pretty much cut out the whole floor and put in a 25-2 cage. So it's rated to, I think, six O's at 2,800 pounds. Um, but yeah, uh, we spent nearly three months. Every weekend I drove to Kansas City, uh, three hours away from me away from my family and just to make a safer race car. And, you know, I, I can't thank Brad enough for spending every weekend with me. And Sean was there also, uh, Sean and I rewired the whole entire car. We ripped out every wire and put in new, you know, from scratch. And we did it at Brad's shop and can't thank him enough. You know, obviously Brad helped me build the butthurt bar he he is an excellent welder out of Kansas City, uh, and pretty much I bent all the bars and he welds them up. We were an excellent team, you know. Like I said, spent three months building 
a brand new car and you know you guys saw me struggle throughout one year and then saw me excel extremely you know to the top i'd say uh the next year just it takes a year to figure things out when you change that that much stuff you know the chassis doesn't flex as good as it used to you know it's so rigid and it just it uh you know now that we've got it figured out everything works great and you know he he's an excellent fabricator he built my first turbo kit when i first went turbo shoot four or five years ago now and has built every turbo kit since and you know he, he brad just looks he just looks at the engine looks at the turbo and connects the dots i mean it's pretty crazy but yeah can't thank brad enough and sean for helping me wire it um let's see post up that butthurt bar picture so i can see the back again well tables yeah, uh, Dave from Weld Tables. Uh, he just helps me out, you know, pretty much just diesel money and stuff. Uh, Sheldon from TND Rockers. He uh, got me a new set of rockers uh, this year, actually. Last year, towards the end of the year, I broke a rocker and the valve hung open and the valve hit the piston. And that, that pretty much ended my year it was uh late october when that happened and i had a different set of rockers on there and he uh you know was like hey let's just put the best of the best on there and you know i was fortunate enough to have him help me out on a previous engine and so i just called him up said hey sheldon i i had some bad luck and had a rocker break hang the valve open hit the piston and Luckily, the valve didn't break off or nothing, but, you know, it, it still ended my season there. And I said, you know, I've, I've had a really good season. I don't need to rush to fix these things and I'll come back, you know, from back after winter and, you know, and get get things back on check, you know. And so Sheldon got me a really good set of rockers on there from TND and. I, I hope to not have any more valve problems this year because that's that's a pretty big ordeal. I think we're pretty set there in that department. Um, Bullet Racing built my engine, uh, so they obviously fixed the broken valve and stuff like that. And I got it back a few weeks ago, put it in the car last week, and got it running. And I look look forward to testing this weekend and. Uh, Heckman is, as I talked earlier, Justin Heckman from Jane and Granite is, has a race in Texas, a radial race with his car retuned at fuel tech. And so I'll be down in Texas next weekend, helping him at, I think it was Ennis. I don't remember which Texas track Ennis or XRP, one of those, but yeah, so I'll be down in texas next weekend not this weekend here in a couple days but next weekend helping him get his radial car straightened out he he spent all last year pretty much racing with me instead of racing his own cars so i'm gonna try to focus on his cars a little more he actually built a street car kind of thing fox body street raced car over winter time and uh 
I pretty much did the whole setup on the chassis and everything and transmission. And he had some really successful passes. We just missed the mark in a few spots. So he's not racing that one coming up, but he's going to try to get the radial car going. And I want to try to help him hit his goals there before I get too carried away on my season. You know, like I said, this season in 2022, I'm not really looking to set the world on fire again, you know, like I did last year. I just want to kind of go out and have a relaxed racing season, maybe you could say, and not be so serious. Uh, last year, I definitely was really serious into racing and, you know, it takes up a lot of time. It really does, you know, traveling to these races and it just, your whole weekend is spent driving pretty much. And so I think I'm going to cut back a little bit and, you know, focus in some other areas and maybe hit it hard next year or something. But this year, I, I don't think you'll see me winning every weekend, probably. I mean, sure, winning is really fun. And, you know, having a race car that actually makes you money instead of costs you money is very rare, but you know, it's, I, I was fortunate enough to buy some things that I've wanted for a while. I don't know if you guys follow my Facebook much, but I bought an old car. My dad used to have last year and it was quite a bit of money, but fortunately enough, I had a really successful season that paid for it, you know, and, I have some good things in life and I don't need to hit racing as hard this year. So I guess we'll see, but that's about it for me, you know, otherwise, if you guys want to come see me race boosted, you can uh, catch me at I 29 dragway on May 28th. We forgot one sponsor too. (laughs) Who? The money, Benjamin. <laughs> the Benjamin. The haters. I'd like to thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah. Treasury. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of haters, you know, and to make you famous. I used I used to have a lot more, I will say, but I've gotten to the point where I try to be a nicer person. You know, I used to be that guy that when I won a coin toss, I'd say, "You just grab the other lane," but. Nowadays, I'm usually like, you know, hey, I'm probably thinking about the left lane, but if anything happens between now and when we race, I'll let you know, but I'll probably take the left, you know, something like that. Or, or I'll let you know when I get it, when I pull up there, like you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if I don't like you, you'll for sure know it because I'm definitely not a nice guy. Facts. Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap things up. We appreciate you coming and join us on the show. Um, so definitely hope to have you back. We'll have you on our tech Sunday and talk some uh, car stuff. Butter. A little more. We'll talk physics. <laughs> yeah, more talk about some the numbers. Yeah, we'll talk about I'm that. Not, math skills I'm not very good at numbers. Even though math was my best subject, we usually, back in my high school days, we used letters. So I'm not very good at numbers. His, me- his measuring tapes are all broken, so you'll get limited information. <laughs> yeah, his measuring tape. There it is. <laughs> yeah. How thick is that stack of money? It's going to be about 220 milliliters. <laughs> uh, there you go. Hey, hello? Uh, Can you hear me? 
<laughs> it's fucking ghetto fabulous. I love it. For Actually, sure. so, that that was uh, the actual day I went and bought the Sunbeam. If you guys didn't know, I figured that was the that was the car I was telling you about that my dad used to have was is called a Sunbeam Tiger. And everybody, and you're like, I sold the beater, and I was like, he didn't fucking sell the fucking beater. He set everything on fire that day. <laughs> yep. You know, it's funny when that came through because. I never thought I'd see a Sunbeam Tiger on my timeline, let alone two of them. Because <laughs> Donald Long has one. He talks about it every now and then. I seen you buy that one. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Just yep. It's such an obscure car. Not many people even know what it is. Right, right. Would you like? Yes. Darcy, you're hired. What <laughs> do we have go. to pay you? How do we? What, what do you want us to pay you with? Like, you right. you some Gardettos uh... or what? <laughs> I got that. I got that. That's all me. Oh, Kara's got you figured out. <laughs> oh, there Done. you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darcy's going to be our own built-in uh, peanut gallery. It'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's a lot. Saw, that's what that's, we say. That she said that earlier in one of her comments. She's like, Don't "quote turn, yeah. This is Darcy. She's a lot." Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's usually like what it. we tell. That's what we tell new people that meet her. It's like, "Hey, this is <laughs> Darcy. She's a lot." That's fantastic. I like it. She's good. Though. Uh, She's good. Like we need more like her. For yep. sure. Cool, well, guys. Well, let's wrap this thing up. It's getting late. Yep. Man, For sure. Yeah, definitely. So you guys come uh, to uh, our uh, Sunday show is going to be at noon since the Super Bowl weekend. Um, we're going to have Garrett from Fuel Tech on. So we're going to have lots of things uh, Fuel Tech to talk about and definitely be a good show. Uh, I'll be out west. Um doing the show so hopefully for good service and uh jasper will be on there as well and mark and uh you know we thank that and uh limpy i know you're hitting the road soon and uh, i'll see you in the morning out there hopefully oh there it is yep (laughs) and signals go away (laughs) but uh thank you i appreciate you joey for coming on and giving us some of your time you know and uh, definitely forward to talking to you a lot more yeah thank you uh, guys thank you good time talking to you you still, oh yeah, you still got some pretty lips, so I'm just saying. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, that's gonna be a screenshot. Off here. All right, thanks, Joey. Carrot. All right, we'll first. see you guys later. Take care. Thanks. The MSK Show. No prep racing. Street racing. Tech. The latest news and the best interviews. You'll hear it here. You'll hear it here. <laughs> MSK Show is Trent, that no prep guy, Brian, the man, the myth, the legend, and Limpy. Keep banging that light. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. Find us on Facebook at MSK, on TikTok at Midwest underscore streets, on Instagram at Midwest.streets, and on YouTube at MSK Midwest Streets. We'll see you next time on the MSK Show. Okay. Have a good trip, everybody. Thank you.